Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. President Joe Biden's decision to pause new export permits for liquefied natural gas projects has Republicans and Democrats taking sides we never usually see when it comes to fossil fuels. Republicans are talking about climate change and saying the pause hurts the international fight against it. Democrats are talking about economics and say the pause could actually help American consumers. So today, we chat with Politico's Ben Lafave about how Biden's LNG pause is flipping the traditional D.C. energy debate. It's Wednesday, February 14th. It's kind of flipped the script in that we're seeing while Democrats and kind of progressive proponents of the pause are still making an argument that we have to check the real climate impacts of LNG, they're really bringing up the economic arguments. I mean, we saw this time and time again last week at a pair of House hearings, and we're seeing progressives really kind of amp up their messaging on that. Are we shipping out too much gas? Is that going to raise domestic natural gas prices because of supply and demand? Are we helping China by giving them access to our cheaper gas? Is it better if we just curbed our exports to make gas prices more stable at home? As far as it's how it's related to America's role as an energy exporter superpower, this pause on LNG export really hits at the fact that exports are normally in any other industry, like you want to see your exports rising. There's a concern among environmental groups and Democrats that our cheap gas could either raise emissions directly or in some instances, is it crowding out investment for renewable energy projects in other countries where if the gas is cheap enough, they might just forego building a new wind or solar power plant. Why do you think there's been this shift in the messaging for Democrats around really playing up the economic angle? I know you talked with some strategists and you've got word of an ad campaign in some swing states. So clearly there's people thinking this is the right way to go at it. Climate groups have been asking for a pause on new LNG export permits for a while. Some of them are asking just to stop LNG exports altogether. But I think they also realize that in an election year in swing states like Michigan or Pennsylvania, especially Pennsylvania, where there's a pretty sizable chunk of the population who works for the natural gas industry, they want to get as many voters on board as possible to kind of protect Democrats in election year. So they're really kind of making the case or trying to make a case. We want to make sure that exporting all this gas doesn't hurt domestic manufacturers. We want to make sure that our energy prices are as low as possible. We don't want to export away our manufacturing advantage. That's kind of like where they're trying to broaden this to kind of convince the broadest sphere of people they can to like back this pause. Yeah. And what do we know then about or what do we not know maybe about, you know, whether actually more LNG exports could fuel higher domestic prices? Yeah, there's been you know a lot of debate over this. There's been a couple real world examples of how LNG exports could increase prices, one of which is a couple of years ago, we saw one of the largest LNG exporting facilities in the country take a break. We saw Freeport LNG in Texas. They had an accident a few years ago that forced them to shut down their operations. And we immediately saw domestic natural gas prices fall when that news broke. The other example, which is a little bit more complicated, is that we saw another natural gas exporting superpower, Australia, 
uh, kind of get into trouble. Like the Australian LNG exporters basically committed way too many volumes to export, and the domestic market in Australia really climbed higher to the point where last year the Australian government put in price caps on domestic natural gas prices to keep it from going up too high. Now, LNG industry folks will say Australia is not a great example, even though it is one that Senator Angus King brings up repeatedly at these hearings. But they'll say one of the reasons that Australian gas prices went so high was that they don't have as robust a distribution, basically pipeline infrastructure as the United States. So basically the supply was bottlenecked. They say that's not going to happen in the U.S. We have enough pipelines to carry natural gas wherever it needs to go that we won't get into that situation. They'll also say that the U.S. natural gas industry can basically produce at will to a certain extent, and there's enough supply to go around. This is kind of the crux of the issue, because this is why Energy Department Deputy Secretary David Turk said last week that this is what makes him nervous. This is why they want to do a review, is to make sure that claim kind of holds up. They'll say, look, LNG exports are taking an increasing, just ever-growing percentage of U.S. natural gas supply and sending it overseas. They want to do this review to make sure that if they approve a bunch of new projects, it's not going to come to bite the U.S. a decade down the road. Gotcha. And then just turning to the Republicans quickly on their messaging. Yeah, it's part of this kind of flip in the (laughs) partisan arguments here. You know, you're noticing that Republicans are actually talking about the climate angle and trying to argue that. LNG is good for global climate efforts. So what are you hearing from Republicans? Yeah, we saw Republicans last week on the Hill really kind of hammer that home. I I don't know what the messaging strategy on that was, per se. I don't know if they were trying to paint Democrats as hypocrites for wanting to pause new LNG export permit processing, or if they thought it would protect them from being accused of just kind of being shills for the oil industry or something. But they really hammered home the idea that, look, LNG exports are displacing coal abroad. They're bringing down global greenhouse gas emissions. And it's hypocritical of the administration to want to put a pause on that. The problem with that argument is that the amount of U.S. LNG exports is still going to double, even with this pause. The administration is saying, look, this is just a pause. It's not a ban. We heard kind of behind the scenes that the idea was that this might get to the end of the year, or maybe a little bit longer. Republicans have really tried to bring this argument that this ban, quote unquote, ban will harm the environment. In fact, we saw last week Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana go as far as saying this pause is going to cause health issues for poor Californians because dirtier air in China will blow over the Pacific Ocean and cause asthma attacks in the Bay Area. So that was kind of an interesting argument to hear from the Louisiana Republican. Also, new research exclusively reviewed by Politico says the Chinese region of Xinjiang continues to subject members of the Uyghur ethnic group to forced labor. That's according to a report scheduled to release this week from a Beijing-sanctioned academic. The findings will likely pressure Western lawmakers to further restrict imports of products from the region and comes two years after a damning UN report detailed the abusive practice. Among several products, the region has been directly linked to the production of solar panels and lithium for electric vehicle batteries. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron 
who is innovating to help responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.